And we're back with another episode of Vandal Biz Talks. I'm your host, Carson Shriver, and my co-host, Isabella Tamura, is out sick right now, but um, she'll be back pretty soon. And I'm here with Anthony Rizzo. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, yes, well, we get started. Um, so tell me a little bit about you. Um, where are you from? What are you majoring in? Uh, kind of like your little background history. Yeah, so uh, like you said, my name is Anthony Rizzo. I'm studying human resources management and operations management in the College of Business and Economics. I'm from Star, Idaho. Uh, for those of you that, that don't know, that's a little town in Southern Idaho. Uh, I went to school at Bishop Kelly High School. I graduated in 2019. Now I'm a proud vandal in my senior year and uh, I'll be graduating this spring. Um, and then uh, I'll be joining Boeing after I graduate in, uh, in the summer to join their HR Career Foundations program in human resources supporting the St. Louis, Missouri site where they make all the great defense products that they do. That's awesome. Um, so like, kind of give us a little bit of background. Like, how did you get to U of I? Was like U of I like your first option? Did you know you were going to come here like from the get go? Yeah, so... I'm pretty sure it was mostly decided on my parents and uh, just, you know, financial ability. You know, the difference between in-state and out-of-state can be, you know, significant. Um, so I'm pretty sure it was mostly based on the schools that were in our state. So, you know, Idaho State, um, Boise State or University of Idaho. Um, and what really pushed us, me, my brother and I have a twin brother, Thomas, uh, what really pushed us to go to the University of Idaho was actually a meeting with Eric Larson. We came up here uh, with my parents, we toured the school, and then after the tour, we went and sat down with Eric Larson in one of these nice rooms in this college business. And uh, we sat down with him for three hours and we Dang. talked about um, everything the College of Business could provide, all the opportunities, the hands-on experience, the class size, the relationships you can build with your professors, um, <clears throat> and just kind of like what we would learn here. Uh, the opportunities that we would be provided and how we would be set up for success after we graduate. And um, since that conversation, I've built a great relationship with Eric Larson and uh, I've built great relationship with professors. Just like he said, I've built my network up. I've been afforded a lot of great opportunities. Nothing he said was any sort of, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, understatement. <laughs> it's been uh, a great ride through my time here in the college. And uh, yeah, I don't, I, uh, it's not something you could have done at, you know, not to, you know, trash on Boise State, but I have a lot of friends that go down there. But um, you, I don't think you could have done that at Boise State. Uh, the class size is much larger. You're getting, it's getting taught by like TAs. Um, you can't build those relationships with professors uh, as much as you can at U of I and uh, just small town feel. Uh, I definitely prefer that much more. And also just the ability to feel more free than I would have been feeling living with my parents down uh, attending Boise State. So very freeing experience, very independent, been able to grow professionally and build a lot of great relationships here. That's awesome. Um, you talked a little bit about like experiences and like opportunities. What are like some of the like top ones that you've kind of been involved in or have had your hand in? So starting out my freshman year, I joined the Society for Human Resource Management as a member. I uh, had a great opportunity where the executive board members all graduated. Great group of, uh, you know, presidents, vice presidents there on the executive board. And it left open the president position and no one was taking it. I was a freshman. 
uh, I was naturally just kind of deterred just because my class standing freshman. But uh, then I just kind of went for it, took the president position. And I consider that being the best decision that I've made in college because it set me up to learn how to lead a group of people. And that was the beginning of the pandemic as well. Uh, I was able to lead my SHRM group through the pandemic, um, bring in speakers, develop my leadership skills, network with professionals, uh, everything that it took to grow the club from where it was was six members at the beginning. Now to this day, we're at 42 members. So um, a lot of uh, opportunity came through that. And that's why I attribute a lot of that to being able to be where I'm at with Boeing now. Um, Then after that, uh, I joined Vandal Solutions. Vandal Solutions was also another great opportunity. And that's more focused on the real world business experience that you can get. They're uh, providing clients with contracts. They're bringing in real money. They're reinvesting that money into the student, into the college of business, uh, making real impact, uh, whether that be through service to the community, uh, providing local uh, businesses with like marketing services or um, like bringing in art to the basement, beautiful art in the basement, um, bringing food to the students as well. Uh, I was just talking with Caitlin and uh, they just got a new contract with Style Her Empowered, which for you guys who may not know what she is, the acronym is she, Style Her Empowered. Uh, it's basically a, a group started by a Vandal alumni that provides um, these these clothes that, and for, sorry if I'm not stating this right, <laughs> um, but basically provides them with clothes and, and money to make these clothes um, for, for uh, individuals in Africa. So very noble cause. Um, Vandal Solutions overall, nonprofit, very noble cause and a great place to have that real world experience. And I was able to go from member of the College of Business of the CBE team, which reached out to students to kind of push them to go from high school to college and make that choice be from high school to college at the University of Idaho and the College of Business. Um, I was able to be a part of that team and it was like a texting campaign. Um, And I was able to talk to a lot of students and get a lot of great uh, responses back of how excited they were to come to the University of Idaho or even guide them Maybe if they're not coming to U of I, to just guide them through any advice I could give them and help them out because I went through that process. Uh, I was their age. So, and then after that, uh, I became the vice president of Secret Shops where I was able to uh, manage a team of secret shoppers and uh, build a contract with a local business here on campus and kind of do this undercover kind of like undercover boss thing where um, you're grading the shop on different aspects of performance and quality. Um, And then you write up a report with these secret shoppers and then send it back. And then that's where we'd get our payment. And that's how we would improve the service at this uh, local local business. And after that, I became the manager of human resources on the executive board. And uh, I was able to, uh, that was mostly about managing the performance of uh, the different individuals and the different teams on Vandal Solutions, and uh, also helping out with the recruitment of new people, um, any actions we had to take regarding performance as well. That was uh, also another very, uh, that strengthened my resume significantly uh, regarding human resources and what I'm studying. So became a part of that. Now I'm also a part of the Dean Student Advisory Board 
I've been the chair of the Dean Student Advisory Board for, I'm in my second year now. And I've what that's about is basically being, bringing together representatives from these different student groups like Vandal Solutions, SHRM, um, Alpha, um, variety of different organizations, Grout Scholars. Um, and we come together and talk about how we can improve the student experience. Um, we might uh, set up like a welcome back pizza event. We're gonna hand out shirts, uh, water bottles, pizza. They're gonna help, we're gonna help students get involved. We'll have tabling there. Um, and also to promote um, just club interactions and just uh, see how the College of Business can support them best. Um, one of our uh, number one um, initiatives this year with uh, our interim dean, uh, Daryl Woolley, he is wanting to push uh, more service to the community, more outreach. So uh, that could be community service, um, helping out wherever we can there. Uh, I know the, I believe it was the Grau, or Beta Alpha Psi, I believe, uh, they went and uh, they did like a financial, um, like uh, preparation wellness type of thing for like financial education for high school students. That's cool. And Coeur d'Alene. So uh, that's something that, <clears throat> I think not many of us got in high school. Yeah, no, <laughs> and we I, all... I, yeah, I definitely did not get any, you know, <laughs> yeah. financial help or any classes in that type of sense. Right, right. So that's uh, that's something that those students are going to be able to be able to have moving forward that uh, not many people not many people get. Um, and I hope we can expand that moving forward. Um, so yeah, that's that's the type of things we do in the Dean Student Advisory Board. That's a really fun position, uh, being able to bring a group of people together every two weeks and and talk about how we make, we can make the college business together while using like our listening skills and uh, our support and and care for our peers and uh, and then bringing that to the the dean and uh, uh, associate dean to see how we can help out. That's awesome. So like you're like pretty involved in like a bunch of different things. How do you like keep how do you keep organized with all that stuff? I know. You know, Sherm and, you know, Vandal Solutions. How long were you in Vandal Solutions for, by the way? Uh, three semesters. Three semesters. Okay, sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, how do you keep all that organized? Because I know, like, I'm involved in, like, a bunch of other stuff and, you know, everybody has their own different ways. So what was your, like, thought process behind that? Yeah. So I know uh, first thing I always do is I buy a, uh, like, a calendar, like a, um, yeah, I guess basically a calendar where I can write down everything that I need to do on a daily basis, just staying organized that way. I always keep it on me. That way, stay organized, write things down because you don't write it. If I, I mean, personally, if I don't write it down, I'll forget. Um, uh, learning how to use Outlook better, doing the <laughs> calendar invites, oh, yeah. keep that on there as well. Um, and just making sure that I, I take a breath and make time for myself because I think it gets really it's really easy to feel like um, you're very busy and you get the mindset of being very busy and you're just OK with <laughs> sitting down in a chair or on your bed, maybe, which I don't recommend because you fall asleep. But <laughs> um, sitting down and being like, I am so busy. I have so much work to do. I'm going to take the entire day to do all of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make sure make sure you make breaks. Uh, I I think uh, this semester, what really helped me out was uh, being able to take the iFit class, yep. um, go to the gym and uh, uh, go put some work in and uh, de-stress, uh, break up your work. It's three balanced meals inside of you. 
um, keep yourself healthy, healthy, uh, make time for some sleep, um, and, uh, drink water. Um, that sounds kind of corny as heck, but, um, just take care of yourself, um, break up the, uh, your work sessions and then just focus when you, when you are working, put your phone down, put your phone on, do not disturb and just knock out as much work as you can, as best as you can. Uh, and just make sure you, you schedule times for everything so that you make sure you get your health and wellness taken care of your mind, right? Your body, right? Then you'll be able to take care of the things you need to do. And that'll make everything a lot easier to keep track of as well. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Like everyone's like lives are just super like chaotic, especially like, you know, coming back from like COVID, it's just been like crazy. Like everybody's like kind of finally getting back into the like loop of things, getting more busy and stuff, but um, definitely like taking time to yourself is like super, super important. So mm. um, I want to dive a little bit more into Sherm. So like, I know I'm a part of Sherm. Uh, not a whole lot of people know about it. So mm-hmm. like what, you know, dive a little bit more deep into, you know, like the operations, like when do you guys meet, um, you know, who have you brought in? Like what people have been like super influential to your members, uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So SHRM stands for the Society for Human Resource Management. <clears throat> We're a student, uh, organization that is, uh, it's like a professional, uh, we don't call it a club because we're professionally affiliated with uh, the National SHRM organization, which is a professional chapter that's worldwide. Um, what we do is we're open to all people, no matter their major. Uh, it doesn't have to be HR, even though we are an HR group. Uh, business majors, uh, majors from outside the college of business as well. And mainly uh, we bring in uh, speakers every two weeks to talk about their company, their background, uh, resume advice, interview advice, uh, their experience um, in in any particular subject they may be passionate about as well. Um, Another thing uh, regarding uh, recruitment and getting the word out there, um, what we like to do and what I haven't been able to do as much as I like because of a busy schedule again, but uh, we like to come into classrooms and talk about recruitment and how SHRM has uh, impacted us and, uh, and given us some opportunities. Some opportunities that SHRM has provided me and uh, another member on my executive board um, is scholarships. So uh, if you become a SHRM member and you become a student member affiliated with the actual national SHRM, then you can apply for scholarships. These scholarships are significant. We're talking like $2,500 to help you out with tuition. Uh, you can also get free like um, certifications. Like one of the certifications I got was uh, Veterans at Work Certificate, which helps you learn uh, about um, talent acquisition for veterans, um, pipelining for veterans, uh, just a great skill to have going into the workforce. Um, another thing that you can do is you can apply to get a professional certification like your SHRM certified professional, the SHRM CP, and they'll give you a scholarship for that as well. Um, so SHRM basically, as a me- like, suppose you're coming in as a new member. As a new member, you come in, what you're gonna experience is you're gonna go to your first meeting. We're gonna talk about, we're gonna have a speaker in there, or we might even have a workshop, right? like a resume workshop or a LinkedIn workshop. 
You're going to learn about a company. You're going to learn about some skills that, that will benefit you, like, uh, how you can improve your resume, how you should build up your LinkedIn, uh, how you should go about preparing for an interview. Uh, and we'll also give you some pizza there as well. <laughs> then after that, uh, you're going to have a semester, a whole year full of, uh, of meetings. Uh, I like to have my me- meetings bi-weekly at six o'clock on Wednesdays. Uh, we're going to have a meeting actually today at six o'clock. Um, we're going to have pizza there as well with uh, Payne West Insurance. They like to recruit a lot of vandals. They have a lot of internship opportunities for uh, human resources and all aspects of business and IT, um, finance and accounting. And uh, so basically, uh, I feel like I've talked the heck out of out of Sherm, but um, we're going to help you grow as a professional um, and joining Sherm will, like I said, it was the best decision that I made, uh, especially joining the executive board. But even as a member, uh, you'll be able to get some value that you'll be able to take into the workforce and also be exposed to a lot of opportunities that I love to send out and that you'll find in our uh, Sherm meetings. That's awesome. Uh, you mentioned like, you know, like preparation, like workforce, uh, you mentioned earlier, you're going to work for Boeing full time. How has all of these like experiences kind of like formed you in a way that's going to be, you know, really a high executing person within, you know, that company and maybe even other companies throughout your life? How, how have all those kind of helped you build yourself up? So I like to uh, live by a quote that I've had in a frame, a picture frame since I, um, was in eighth grade. I put it into a frame when I was in eighth grade. There's a quote by Vince Lombardi that says, the only time success comes before work is in the dictionary. I think that everyone needs, uh, everyone should understand that opportunities are not just going to be given to you. They have to be earned. They have to be worked for. You have to put a lot of effort um, into a direction so that you can see a return, something that, uh, return for something that is your goal. Um, I feel like the reason why I have had this opportunity with Boeing is because, uh, especially at the start of COVID, I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. We were very lost. Like yeah. what, <laughs> yeah, like what is becoming of, of this whole situation? You know, they said it would be two weeks. So then all of a sudden school year ended, <laughs> we weren't coming back like two years later. <laughs> yeah. Then there were like two years later <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, like I didn't get that, that college experience that I, I wanted. Um, I didn't join a fraternity. Um, I, you know, I've, I've been living uh, pretty, uh, I'd say overly focused, maybe very determined. Um, but I think what really snapped into my head after freshman year and the start of COVID was that um, this world is going to do whatever it wants to you if you don't kind of take it by the reins yourself and try to do to the world what you want to do to it. So uh, really taking control of your your mind and your life, that's essential, knowing that you, you do actually have control of your life. And you don't have to sit there and let COVID and the pandemic control what you, you want. Like, you don't have a, like for me, I didn't have a job, uh, during COVID. So I had to take multiple part-time, whatever, uh, you know, this and that jobs, uh, so that I could make money to go see my girlfriend in Alaska. Like that's one example. And then after that, I made my LinkedIn, I started growing my LinkedIn network, started reading, doing the LinkedIn learning. Um, 
uh, and taking control of my education because I wasn't finding that value during COVID and in the in the, the Zoom setting. And then um, I really took the transformed my Sherm leadership into an opportunity that I can uh, materialize on my resume. So. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of organizations like student clubs, they may have taken a break during the COVID pandemic. That's not what I wanted to do for the SHRM chapter. I really believed in what SHRM could do for students and how we could still deliver value over the pandemic and over Zoom. So I I tried over and over again to deliver. Uh, it was really rough. You know, I started out like. Um, it was really weird. I, I think this one's really weird, but I started out like getting a TED talk and then we'd watch the TED talk. We'd talk it over. I'd discuss it. Wouldn't get much traction. Um, then I was like, not doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, and then that's when I realized that with Zoom, I could bring speakers in from anywhere. Um, I saw other groups were bringing in some cool speakers. So, Boise State, I had a good relationship with the president of the Human Resources Association, Boise State. I reached out to her. I saw she was bringing in a cool speaker. I was like, hey, can we can we tag along with this one as well over Zoom? And uh, we were able to collaborate that well. So uh, or we, we collaborate that way. So then I was like, wow, Zoom is actually a pretty cool thing. Um, even though it sucks learning on this for, you know, six hours in a day, uh, I think I can bring in some cool speakers that'll give us some advice that previously we had to bring them in in person. We wouldn't have been able to hear this. So leveraging what you do have and looking at things differently um, is important. Uh, Zoom was bad at first thought, but now we were able to leverage it into bringing value and opportunity to our members. Um, so I think what really kind of going back to your question, what kind of took me to where I'm at now um, is just leveraging what what you're given in life, I guess. Um, Taking advantage of the strengths you do have, realizing your weaknesses, trying to improve your weaknesses, um, and uh, just just looking at everything with, although maybe I'm not ready for this right now, uh, how am I going to get there? Uh, How am I going to improve myself? People say that comparing yourself to other people can be toxic, um, especially like over social media. If you're like, for me, I like to work out. If you're looking at someone else and like, that guy's got some great gains. Uh, <laughs> then that's when it could become toxic. But then it's like, well, how how could I get there? Yeah. Same thing goes professionally. Like that guy has a great job. I, I want that job. Uh, I'm not there yet. But uh, take a look at their LinkedIn and see what they've been a part of. Um, see how they not only did really well in coursework um, or maybe didn't do as well as you would have expected for the type of job they have, which happens a lot as well. Um, but see how they diversify themselves. See how they did community service or they're a part of a nonprofit or they got part of uh, different student chapters or just kind of diversify the different work they had um, and then see how you can grow into that. And then when you're ready to apply for that job, then you can compare yourself to the, those uh those kind of benchmark people, I guess you could call them. And then be like, wow, I, I can say that I'm confident, confidently building myself up to be ready for this role. And that's the exact thing that I did for Boeing. I was looking at people that I had networked with and uh, seeing like, that person has a job I want. How can I kind of not copy them, but copy them, but do it in my own way mm-hmm. um, and uh, be unique to what I like to do. 
and uh and then try to get that job as well so yeah just uh surviving i guess <laughs> yeah i really get that so like all these like experiences and like things that you've like been involved with has like helped you like you know prepare as you just said for you know like the real world um what's like your course has been like you know like you know all the courses you've taken at the university of idaho how's those helped you like all your professors uh the class loads the material how's all that kind of like formed into something that's going to be you know super beneficial to you yeah so i'd say that um since i can i've coupled human resources major and operations management major i've been able to uh kind of take a look at, at how um how I can tie this real world, this this coursework I'm learning in, in class to the real world. Um, so I'd say like the coursework, uh, especially the professors, uh, make sure you're, for me, I make sure that I'm not only like reading the, reading the book and uh, learning my coursework, trying to do well on the test and all that, but trying to tie it to the real world. And even if I don't get a good grade on a test, which I don't, you know, always do. Mm-hmm. I'm not a perfect student. My brother has the 4.0. I, <laughs> I don't. So um, I was just making sure that I understand where I went wrong and also how I could tie that to the real world and participating in class. I say that's, I would say that's more valuable than in, then uh, obviously you got to show up, but, but then doing good on the test. If you're able to ask your questions and, um, you know, bring in like, you know, you're reading the news, uh, which is kind of an, not to discriminate against the older gentlemen out there, but kind of an old guy type of thing to do, reading the news, mm-hmm. uh, staying up on current events and all that. If you're able to tie that to your coursework, I think it makes it a lot more enjoyable. Um, school to, school can be really be a grind. So um, when you're balancing all that, that coursework and um, trying to make the most of classes, trying to make it fun at least and tie it to real world situations and see how you can... Um, cause you're not going to theoretically apply everything that you learn in class, just like how it says in the book. So it's important to tie it more to like macro situations. And that's why I like operations management as well, because supply chain is very uh, macro economics like and um, HR is uh, well, you got to tie have that business uh, acumen when learning in your business classes. Well, I hope it answers your question oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, of course. So kind of like going like full circle, I know you've had like a lot of um, involvement like in the classroom um, and all these student organizations and extracurriculars. What have you done like outside of the classroom, like internships, uh, job opportunities that you've had? I know we talked a little bit about uh, your Boeing stuff, but what else have you done outside of the classroom? So my first internship was uh, with Consolidated Electrical Distributors. Um, Probably a lot of people have seen them at the career fair. They're one of the premier sponsors there. Um, that was a great internship and talking about like the flexibility that I had, um, with, them during that summer experience, it was, it was technically a management internship where I had the ability to learn about all the different, uh, like business units of CED and how they ran their different profit centers and divisions and, and nationally how they tied all the locations together. Um, I think they had about five, they have about 500, uh, locations, um, nationwide. So they're all over the place. Um, that internship was great. And, and being that I was able to twist it more into an HR internship because I knew 
HR was my thing. At that time, I was also, I was still president of Sherm. I knew HR was going to be my thing more um, than OM, even though OM was pretty awesome too. I feel like my career path was just going towards HR more. Um, I was able to, uh, so basically there wasn't like a format to the internship. So I had to determine how, what I was going to get out of this, this internship. So uh, what I always start with when I'm for these past couple of internships I've had is I ask my manager or the, the, you know, just the head honcho guy, what is the biggest, uh, obstacle they're facing? And then they answer and I'll see how I can solve that, help them help solve that. Um, so they answered, it was their hiring ability. You know, they're having a hard time bringing people in, applying even at all. And, uh, and then getting people to help out in like the warehouse they had or, uh, or sales and all that. So I, uh, did some, um, made some new job descriptions, posted them on different platforms. Um, I, I did a couple of interviews. I just, I, uh, put out some, I administered some tests as well, did some follow up, the phone calls, you know, the typical like recruitment process. Um, unfortunately, like can't always say that you hire someone, uh, <laughs> successfully. I didn't hire anyone that I interviewed. Um, but I got some solid experience. I was able to go from the beginning to the end of the process and then talk about on my resume or in any interview, uh, how I p- formulated a plan to solve their problem. And I was able to tie in actual numbers, like how many people I interviewed, uh, the different job descriptions I made, uh, uh, how it would affect the, the warehouse if I did, if I had hired someone or how it affected their hiring practices moving forward and how I put a different emphasis on using social media and their marketing to type marketing and social media into their recruitment process because they didn't really have too much of a presence that way. And I felt like it was very important. So um, that experience was was really awesome because I could tie that and and into how um into some solid real world work experience that not everyone gets and even if they were put in the same situation you know some people might be afraid to try to make a change like that because i wasn't completely successful i didn't hire anyone so you know and the process i created wasn't perfect either but um you know don't be afraid to fail and you know (laughs) <laughs> like that saying, the more the more you fail, basically, the, the more you. It's better to fail because you're gonna learn a lot from those failures and try to succeed all the time. Because yep. um, you're gonna fail many, many more times than you're gonna succeed. Uh, then after that, I had my next internship the next summer with Boeing and and global compensation. And uh, I, I still ask the same question: uh, What was your greatest obstacle? And that question was answered with, "Well." Uh, there were 12 initiatives that Boeing was uh, trying to implement uh, this this year. Um, six of those were compensation related uh, adjustments they wanted to make to compensation. I was, of course, on the compensation team. So this, this team had a lot of work to do because those initiatives could have been spread out over every business unit, <laughs> not just compensation. Like it could have been engineering, research and design, marketing, sales, whatever, all of that. But six of them out of the 12 were compensation <laughs> related. So um, there's a lot of work for them to do. But thankfully, I was ready to do a lot of work. And a lot of that work was it would trickle down to me. So um, they're like, well, you know, first day on the job, 
uh, we need you to help out with a lot of things. So uh, you got this job for a reason. Uh, you've got a lot of knowledge, a lot of new knowledge, because as a college student coming in, you're prepared with the newest, the best skills because your professors, they research the the most pressing issues and how you can uh, develop these these students in uh, the newest ways. And then not saying that the um, people at Boeing, they they have old skills. They don't. Um, they're very experienced, but um, you've got a lot of knowledge as well. So I was able to help them out that way. And uh, bringing the recruitment experience that I had, I wasn't doing recruitment, but I had a broader knowledge. I knew where to go to find the information I needed. And that was Sherm.org for sure, <laughs> because <laughs> that's where you can get your membership. And they got articles on everything, including compensation. So I was like, Dang. how do I... Um, uh, I hadn't taken my MHR 416 class compensation. So um, I'd say I didn't have very thorough knowledge of compensation coming into it. Um, it's And then also there was like the whole people analytics side as well. So get used to doing uh, pivot tables and using Excel and finding data that way because that was extremely uh, useful as well. Um, but yeah, then, then through that, uh, I was able to help out on... Uh, kind of restructuring their paid caregiver leave, their bereavement leave, uh, the paid time off policy, and uh, kind of changing up the structure of that. Um, and I'm um, not able to tie in numbers. I, I'm not sure if I'm able to tie in numbers there, um, but I know the impact would, would have impacted about 140, 150,000 people across you know, uh, union, non-union labor codes. Um, and I could talk about that forever uh, about how my work would impact um, on a macro scale. So just keep it in mind that even though you're working on a pivot table or doing uh, some tedious, rather tedious work in compensation, you know that the work you're doing will apply to something and then that will apply to uh, a very broad um, group of individuals because compensation is, um, it impacts, impacts everyone. So yeah, just make sure you uh, throughout the internship process. Uh, internships are amazing. Highly recommend anyone get any sort of internship. And then make sure you quantify your experiences that way and have it toward, geared towards a goal that you want. Like for me, uh, it was always that uh, HR job uh, for a big company. So that's how I did it. Yeah, for sure. So kind of wrapping up, looking back on... Um Past four years of college, what is like the number one advice you could give like an incoming freshman or even a current student right now? I'd say the number one advice <clears throat> I'd give anyone starting out freshman or a current a current student is don't doubt yourself. Um, very cliche thing to say. I'm full of those, but uh, <laughs> seriously, don't doubt yourself no matter your background. Um, no matter your status or anything like that, no matter what school you come from or your GPA coming out of high school or currently right now, um, know that you are, you can, f at any point, uh, you have the ability to be whatever you want in this world, just like your mom and dad might have told you. Like, I mean, they're serious. <laughs> you actually can be whoever you want to be um, and embrace that, put some concerted thorough effort on that and really your nose to the grindstone, get the work done, believe in yourself because the only person holding you back is you uh, from the goals you want. So 
Uh, that's the best advice I can give. The only time success come that <laughs> the only time success comes before work is in the dictionary. That's what Vince Lombardi said. And I think he he knew a lot about success for sure. That's awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. It was a great episode. Um, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, friends, family, you know, whoever. Um, to catch all the latest at the CBE, you can follow the Instagram at uidahocbe, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks.